Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Alpha podcast for early March 2021. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man whose audition to replace Bruce McAvaney has been rejected. It is Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, g'day, Michael. Oh, it's getting close to the AFL uh, men's season kicking off. We've got the women's season in full swing. But the big news of the last couple of weeks is that Bruce McAvaney is stepping down from Friday night football. We will hear Bruce no longer, aside from the Olympics and the racing and the comm games and the swimming. There will be no more Bruce. It's been a, a long journey. So what, 30 odd years of watching him commentate football? You know what? When I was a kid, I don't reckon I could have told you that he was one of the main commentators. I reckon I still would have said like Peter Donegan and remember that, uh, was it someone Nicholson or Nichols or something? The ex-Carlton player? who kind of did a lot of early 90s stuff with Terry Wheeler. Sheesh, like Ian Robertson? Ian Robertson, that's who I meant, yes. Yeah, gotcha. I yeah. think Peter Donegan did with that back then, or maybe, maybe he did, but they weren't doing, you know... Peter seven, Landy? Peter Landy was probably around still then, yeah, but they weren't doing, obviously, you know, as many games. Like, you'd just yes. get highlights. You'd get, what that's would you get back point. then? Say when Bruce started, get a maybe a Friday night, and then I reckon you get a Saturday replay, like a yeah, highlights. And then, and then probably the Sunday Arbo game, which was normally out of Sydney. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. In the early days when Sydney moved there, you got the um, you got the full game on the Sunday there. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a hole. They needed a replacement. Who they've since picked James Brayshaw. We'll get to that very shortly because that has opened up a world of uh, sporties for you, my friend. But. <laughs> 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 but before we get there, they said we're going to have some auditions as to who we should replace the great Bruce McAvaney with. Fair enough. And I was like, this is my opening. This is my chance. Bingo, I've been bingo. practicing at home. I know my footy. Junk mm-hmm. time is out there. You know I know my footy. Mm-hmm. And I went in there and I said, you want a colour commentator? I'll, <laughs> g- I'll fucking give you colour. And they didn't like the rosy honesty. They said it was a little bit uh, not because uh, Friday night apparently, you know, the kids are up. I said, it's after 8.30. If the kids are up, you're a bad parent, right? Yeah, no, fair enough. For the first quarter, I am PG. I am for the kids. They are with me. Once we tick over to 8.30. Then you get to work. (laughs) You get to work a little bit blue. (laughs) Exactly. When that becomes mature age only. That's when Rosie steps up to the plate. <laughs> when I said, like a cork in the fucking ocean, yep. they didn't like it. They hated it. Yeah, sure. So you were calling off uh, old tapes, weren't you? I so was. There was one mm. bit, because I did watch the audition, and there was a bit yeah, in the second you. quarter where mm. Razor Ray gave a bad decision against Carlton. Yeah. And then yeah. you went on a 27-minute a, a tirade where no one, could, no one could get a word in, where you were calling Razor Ray every name under the sun. 
Well, see, then you didn't need your halftime bullshit entertainment. You just had Rosie's rant, which went from the end of the second quarter well into the third quarter. And, I, and they kept giving me this signal. It was like a circle in the air. And I'm like, oh, they want me to get fucking more wound up. And so I would just go more and more crazy. I was the first commentator to be asked to leave the ground. <laughs> They sent security and they're like, all right, mate, that, that's, that's enough. They, you know, the phantom calls that I did. When, when I did the 89 grand final as well and mm-hmm. when Gary Ablett was bearing down on Dipper, <laughs> I was like, get the fucking watch out, Dipper, he's fucking coming for you. And they were just like, mate, it's just not calling. It's not the kind of thing we want on our coverage. And I'm like, but you got BT, mate. He's a goose. Um, I like the idea that the uh, person doing the subtitles for the oh. hearing impaired and they can yeah. really just kind of cut and paste. Just be like, uh, C, uh, C, C, <laughs> F, 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 yeah. F. Who doesn't like selling a little bit of foot fucking candy? You know, it's just little <laughs> things like that that they just, they didn't want. I was, mate, you know what? I'm too, I'm too advanced for them. They just, Channel 7 are not up to where I'm up to in this world. Yeah, sure. No, maybe, uh, maybe like if uh, Foxwoody might have an opening at some stage. Or, I yeah. mean, they talk in the future, maybe the rights might be bought by Facebook or Amazon or something like that. Amazon. So. I th- yeah, once it goes to pay-per-view, I reckon that's where, you know, you and I could probably just cover a whole game. That's our time to shine. Man, I'd oh, fucking... I, I believe it is. I would so fucking love to do a press read for Junk Time on a Foxtel game. That'd be so amazing. Should We should... Okay, we should... Um, lobby for this for a Carlton Hawthorne game press red for junk time that's a really good idea yeah that'd be awesome I mean surely you know a lot of the shows that are on uh, Foxtel or oh, Fox footy we'd be pretty equivalent in the amount of uh, listenership and viewership that they would have so we're on a par so tap yeah. in yeah. to the junk time love that is out there and if you don't know who junk time are you don't have to press red you can fuck right off your dickheads it doesn't matter yeah so what we had we had we had press red for Ed we had mm. press red for Kev. I, I, I'm actually really quite surprised they haven't tried to do it a bit more to get other people involved. Well, it's quite, yeah, because in, in the States, I know that um, on the NFL coverage and stuff, you can just tune into the local okay. um, the local station, which does your team. Mm-hmm. And we kind of, that's one thing we don't really have here in Australia is parochial calling of like listening to your, like obviously if you're in Perth, you're going to get a pretty parochial call. Yeah, for sure. But here in Melbourne, like you don't go to a Hawthorne game and go, I'll tune into the Hawthorne coverage. Yeah, that would and be I cool. There's a, there's got to be a market for that, doesn't there? For sure. And obviously, I mean, obviously, if you if you're listening to like a Broncos game or something in the NRL, surely, you know, it's pretty parochial over there. Hey, Adam, there's a lot of live shows going on nowadays. We're getting in amongst it too. We are. We're not far away from our live show on March 28th at the European yes. Beer Cafe. We have Titus O'Reilly will be joining us, friend of the show. And Absolutely, Robert Murphy will be joining yes. us. Yes. Now I uh, spoke with Bob. Well, I texted Bob back and forth during the week, and I said, "Mate, can you do this show?" Because he was booked for that one where I ended up in hospital, so we actually lost our chance to chat to Bob Murphy. And he said, because the AFLW um, fixture at the moment has been rolling, and he said, "If we're free, if we're the doggies are free, I will be there." The fixture came out today. We're recording this on Saturday, the sixth of March, and they are playing on a Friday night. So, ladies and gentlemen. We should have the one and only Bob Murphy joining us, and that's going to be a lot of fun. He and Titus know each other. It's going to be loving. You'll get to sink a few Melbourne cans with Bob, so that'll be fun. Well, mate, I've got to keep myself in a very pretty good state because you and I are both doing comedy festival shows as well. We'll get to that in a second. But if you want to go to trybooking.com, that's where you get your tickets. It's March 28th. Uh, it's during the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. So you're not only supporting junk time, but you're supporting comedy. 
Supporting junk the timers, arts, mate. Supporting the yeah. arts. You yeah. know, um, people who get up on stage and swear for a living. You know, it's the <laughs> arts. It's the arts. It's the high end of arts. And I have sent quite a few text messages out to um, a few footballers. And it's amazing, Michael, how when footballers need you, they're very quick to tap in to you and help raise money for, you know, things that are very dubious to be, you know, for, for players <laughs> who are very well paid. But I'll tell you what, when it goes back the other way, when you go, hey, can you help us out? We'll pay you because we're good blokes. We won't do this for free, even though you are very well paid. So maybe... They don't get back to you. Maybe times in the past where people who earn, you know, $800,000 a year mm. get you to perform at functions so they can raise mm. money for footy trips and the like. If that happened. If that happened. Yeah, but when it comes, when the, the gun turns the other way, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, where, where are those players with the, oh, I'll be there, mate. I'll be there. No, nah, don't worry about a fee. I fucking love to help you guys out because you helped us out. <laughs> anyway, it's going to be a fun show, whoever shows up. Um, but we do have a comedy festival shows as well, individual comedy festival shows at the Imperial Hotel. I'm going to be running from March 24 to April 11. And, and I'll be running from March 25th till April 11th. So you're doing the night before me. You're, you're going one more. You're doing 12 shows only. I am doing 11 shows only. So And also, Junk Timers, just so you know, it is limited tickets because of uh, there's a little thing called COVID getting around mm. and capacity has been reduced. And like we did ask uh, if we could move to the MCG, the AFL said no. So we were both at the Imperial Hotel uh, to Burke Street, the top of the city there, opposite Parliament House, where those low dogs in the government sit. A bloody dictator, Dan, fucking sitting yeah. there. <laughs> we'll have a minute silence for Victoria at the start of our shows. Uh, so I'm on at 8.15, you're at 9.30, is that right? Yes. Back to back, Rosie Chamber, what a night, double header. Bloody hell, high five, yeah. And also we got a 10% discount. So if you dudes want to get on our board, try booking it again. Type in our names, to type in the code LOWDOG, one word, LOWDOG, and you can get a 10% discount on your tickets. Yes, and that discount will be available from Monday the 8th of March. We're recording this on the Saturday. I just spoke to our producer. She's on her way to the pub, so we thought we'd give it a day's grace. So if you get on there on Monday and book yourself a ticket, you can get 10% off with our special code word, which we trimmed to LOWDOG. <laughs> <laughs> So it's going to be great. It's going to be a great month. I'm really looking forward to Comedy Festival, you know, being, uh, just being back. We missed it last year and we miss fucking, I miss doing a live junk time. It's so much fun. Yeah. And it's just, it, they've always been great live shows. So really get around us, junk timers. Yeah, no, it's going to be cool. It's going to be sick. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's actually made me sick um, in the last few weeks, Adam, with this new man on the mark rule. Yeah. I am absolutely appalled. I can't stand it. I mean, it's changed football. You know, as a young boy, I remember all I wanted to do, and people say you want to be an AFL footballer, and, uh, you know, there's people who talk about the high-flying or the long goals mm. or the buddy, you know, running around the boundary at the MCG. I, I didn't want any of that. I wanted to be able to stand on the mark and wave my arms around and maybe do like Zach Tui did and turn my back on the guy kicking a goal mm -hmm. or throw a mouth guard or get on someone's shoulders, things like that. And the AFL have taken away every little boy's dream. Every little boy and girl's dream, yeah. To be, to be able to stand on the mark and throw exactly. grass. Or, or, or even like a, a goal after the siren and where mm. 10 people can get on, get on the mark. And I, I have a vague memory of someone being on someone's shoulders back in the day. 
Yeah, I think that happened at Carrara. That might have been when everyone ran on the field when Simon Beasley was trying to have a shot at goal. Dude, dude. Question without notice. Oh, come on. Sirens just gone. Can you have 10 players who are allowed to stand still? Or is it only one person on the mark if it's after the siren? My understanding is that it's one person. So now people can't be on... Um, more people can't be on, but um, hey, I'm no, I'm no fucking Steve Hocking, okay, mate? Who that is has very true. <laughs> been covering himself in glory the last couple yeah. of years with his rule changes. So, a quick expl- explainer to anyone who doesn't know the exact rule basically, when you are on the mark and you have, like, say someone takes a mark in front of you and you stand there, you might be able to move, and as soon as the umpire says, hold, and he says it like that, Michael, it's very stern, yes. it's very firm, yes. you know. You don't fucking move. And you're not allowed to move. Now, a free kick was given away in a, um, a derby slash derby uh, pracky game last week where someone just kind of turned around and walked like a foot away from the mark and that mm. was given 50 mm. and people said, you've ruined our game. The game is real and they will never watch it again. Mm. Mm. So you cannot move. And it actually, in the Carlton St Kilda um, Amy match, the um, pre-season game the other night, it actually opened it up and it was slingshot shootout football. It was unbelievable. Well, I think there was also an article I saw about um, St Kilda that they were almost positioning themselves in a different way. So they were yes on the mark and trying to block the kick into the centre, I think. It's right. yeah. yeah. So when they take the mark, you still you don't have to hold wherever you land. You've got a couple of seconds to kind of move to a spot. And that's what St Kilda were doing and then being told, hold. Mm. And then they would hold not on the specific mark. So it's sort of like they're fudging it a little bit. And I reckon the AFL might say to them, hey, when you see where the mark is taken, that's where the mark is. And the umpires will start to get on that. Well, I feel like that's the logic by the fact if you kind of, well, they take the mark and then you have a moment before they go hold. Yeah. Then surely... What's the point? Don't you, don't you just run forward five metres? They go, well, yeah. hold. And you go, hey, I've won five metres there. Yeah, and and, and uh, Luke Beveridge came out and said it, it's not fair on the umpires. He said because they've got to watch the man on the mark to see if he moves, watch the player mm-hmm. to see if he moves off his line to call play on. It's just, you know, and if it's a shot for goal, then he's watching Keep the shot the clock. clock. Dude, I mean, nightmare. you know, yeah, absolutely. It's just... it. It's going to ruin our umpires, and nobody wants that. I mean, Dimmer came out this week and said he wants the umpires to umpire until they're 60. Yeah. Now, if we're putting this kind of burden on them, but they'll be burnt out at 22. Because he said that uh, he reckons umpires should be able to make more calls. So he says, I want goal umpires to make calls. I want boundary mm. umpires to make calls. Yeah. And therefore, I think that means by his thought process that it will reduce the uh, the requirements of the running efforts from yeah. the field umpires. Yeah. So he wants umpires to be able to umpire until they're 60 years old. Um, let me let me put it to you uh, from what Dim is saying there. So, so we get another another 20 years of Razor Ray, basically. When That's Razor Ray gives a shit decision against your team, right, and everyone goes ballistic to a man, to a woman, they go nuts, they want to fucking murder him. Now, if Razor Ray was in front of you and you had a third of a beer, it's pretty warm, you're about to go and get another one, Where's that fucking beer going, right? <laughs> you know exactly. So, if the goal umpire gives away, uh, you're about yeah. to have a shot on goal, the goal umpire goes, uh, he infringed, going the other way, and he's got his back <laughs> <laughs> to the fucking cheer squad. I don't think that guy's seen 60. 
<laughs> he's wearing a bay's worth of beer and food and dimmer. Like they're gonna have to put him. They're gonna have to put up like um, ice hockey, fucking purse bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. That's awesome. That is very funny. And also sixty-two. Like, do you think umpires want to umpire till sixty? Like, do you think they want to kind of be in the well, spotlight I mean, like that for that long? Like well, that I mean, much hatred for that long? Yeah, it's sustained, isn't it? Like no one. No one wants to be hated for that long, do and, they? And no one's like uh, going to be like, oh, look, you know, my 38th year was pretty good, but I'm, <laughs> my, my 39th year will be better. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the fittest I've ever been. <laughs> and I just turned 59. And also they were bitching and moaning about how uh, bouncing the ball down has ruined their shoulders. Shoulders, yeah, of course, yeah. That's from like 30-year-old umpires. So 60, I mean, Scott McLaren looked like he was 75. <laughs> but it just... I, I don't want. I don't want to see the umpires till I'm sick. I don't want an umpire to outlast, you know, my team. But you know, I find interesting actually. Do you look back at the old footage of the '80s, '70s, '60s, and umpires did look older. Like they definitely didn't look like they were 28. Like they did look like 42 year old men running around. Yeah, but did anyone look young back in that back mm, in the '70s? Good point. Yeah, there's probably a lot of facial hair and stuff like that going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, comb overs. So. Yeah, <laughs> comb overs. Um, there was an awesome story, which uh, it's it's fantastic that they're living the cliche, but a Melbourne Coterie group mm. um, has held a fundraiser, or they're about to hold a fundraiser. Nothing um, wrong with a fundraiser. Coterie groups are very good for clubs. They look after players. They um, are great for functions. They they bring the fans into the club. You know, it's sort of like an inner sanctum kind of thing. You know, I do a lot of stuff for a Coterie club at Carlton, the Carltonians. I'm... You know, um, very much involved. They do a lot of great. And then... Melbourne has one, and they're going to hold it at the um, Australia Club in Melbourne. Oh, what's what's the Australia Club, Michael? <laughs> well, Please do. Pray tell. <laughs> well, I think it was established in about the 1850s or so. Um, yep. I'm trying to find it. 1878, yeah. And nice. uh, women are not allowed to be members. Um, but, Adam... In recent years, uh, you've been allowed female guests to visit. Oh, well, this isn't one of the most advanced <laughs> clubs in Australia. It's exactly. so progressive. Oh, fucking what are people complaining about? They're allowed to come as guests. So they're holding a function. They're going to have Gary Pert. They're going to have Mark Williams. Would that be Mark Williams, the coach? Yeah, it would be the coach. We're not the player. Um, Adam yes, because I think, isn't he down at Melbourne now? Uh, as, a, as an assistant coach, I think he might be. Maybe, a good choice by yeah. Melbourne if he is. Um, yeah, Adam, great choice. Adam Uze, Alan yeah. Richardson and um, uh, Gary Lyon are going to be on there. Yeah. But of all the clubs, of all the clubs, yeah. if, you, if you're going to pick a venue and you're looking around <laughs> at the venues, because you can hold it really anywhere. Like it's, you know, I'm sure they've got a function room. Maybe it holds like, you know, 200 people, maybe, I don't know, dining room or something. Yeah, and there's many, there's many dining rooms in the MCC. Of all the places that you're going to hold it, you're going to hold it yeah. at the Australia Club. And I'm, I mean, we, you know, we are, and everyone has fun about Melbourne fans, but it's like, it, can you not live the cliche? Like, <laughs> just don't live the cliche as badly as this. And they only recently just changed uh, their chairman to chairperson, is that right? Changed it to president, yes. President, yeah, yes. there you go. So not a chairman anymore. It's so awesome. I'd love to look into the history of this show club. Like, how much would it cost to be a be member? All right. I'm just on their, I'm on their website now. Yeah. It won't tell you how much to be a member because I think it'd be the kind of thing where, um, uh, you know, if you, if you need to ask, then you can't afford it. Is that right? Well, I think I remember watching a documentary about Savile Row years ago and there was one fancy place where they'll, they'd make suits for you. 
and they they said, "Do you ever discuss money?" And they're like, "Well, if you if you need to ask how much it costs, then we don't can't afford it. We don't think you should be here." Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm like um, when I go to the Tankerville Hotel in Fitzroy. Yeah. Sure. Sure. We never discuss prices when I'm putting when I'm betting on the animated greyhounds. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Putting. Five they never say how much you want to put. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I go, mate, just fucking put it all on. <laughs> and I they're like, "Get out of here, mate! You're tough." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stuff for people yeah, like you. Are. But just looking around the uh, Australia Club, it looks quite fancy. Like it, it, uh, it looks. Fuck, I'd love to. I'd love to not be able to get in there. Um, I'm trying to find. I wonder. I wonder if it's like got a waiting list or something. No, I think it's one of those ones where members nominate you, and then you probably. Um, I can't imagine there'd be a waiting list. It'd be like a yes or no. Yeah, it? yeah. I think you're right. Actually, yeah, yeah. And um, I think they'd. <laughs> Think they, I think they'd check your religion and the colour of your skin before they... <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> I, think How a, I think that'd be something they'd they do. <laughs> Surely you must have some um, relations in there? <laughs> no, You'd no. You'd know some people? No. Come on, mate. No, no, I don't know anything about this Ray Club. Um, Too toffee for you. I know the um, uh, Australiana Club. That's where we <laughs> we go on a weekend and we recite yep. ostentatious as a yep. uh, track. Yeah. How much can a koala bear? Yeah, it lucre- Yeah, uh, it's a who's who at that at that <laughs> club. <laughs> now, Michael, I know we're we're having a bit of a laugh about footy, but uh, what are you going to do when Hawthorne relocate to Tasmania? Isn't that funny? So Jeff, uh, Jeff Kennett talked a few weeks ago about. He wasn't ruling out the idea that Hawthorne moved to Tasmania. He said we're the Tassie Hawks, mm. uh, and he wasn't he wasn't ruling it out. And um, and I think I think what people overlooked um, was the fact that uh, Hawthorne's sponsorship <laughs> with Tasmania was up at the end of the year, and yes. so he has to kind of create the illusion that like yeah yeah no no we might we might we might move down there mate no no yeah just hey hey can we have can we have five million dollars. Do you want if you give us five million dollars? So yes, yeah, so I think it's a bit of bluster from Jeff. Not to say that like they won't do the four games there that they do each year, but um, I think it was Jeff kind of keeping them on the leash, keeping them on the hook, mate. Keeping just reeling them in. Just oh, so you think them in. you think Jeff's got the whip hand here? You can't see Hawthorne relocating to Tasmania. No, I, I, I. What would you do? Question without notice. Oh, Passionate God, question. Another one. What would you do if your side relocated? Would you continue to follow the Hobart Hawks? Oh, good name. Oh, that works, doesn't it? <laughs> Rolls it's got a good tongue. ring to it. it That's does. actually a really good question because if you I don't know if oh, people over the summer they've been um listening to uh, Two Guys One Cup, Charlie Clawson has been interviewing um, mm. supporters of particular clubs and just talking about, you know, their life and times as a fan for that club. And and I and Charlie is well aware of this. I've been copping a whack about every two weeks. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I've I've I told him I've told him to lawyer up because that, that motherfucker's been coming at me. Um, but his final question is, what would you do if um, oh okay if your club folded? Now I think a relocation. I think I would still support. Yep. I think a merger. I would not support. Is that right? I so don't even like. I don't think I would. And I don't think I'd find a second team. I don't have a second team. I don't have an affinity for any other team. But what about, though, if it became the Gold Coast Hawks, would you not go um, 
It's not a powerhouse team. I don't hate Gold Coast, so therefore I could potentially follow that team. Not unlike Brisbane and Fitzroy. My only, well, I mean, I nearly went through the experience back in '96 when Hawthorne nearly merged with Melbourne. How and was it then? Do you do you remember that quite passion? Like, yeah, quite yeah, yeah. Vividly? So I remember at the time. I thought to myself, if they merged, I would not. I would not support the team. Did you write a letter to Wayne Jackson asking <laughs> for the merger to be stopped? <laughs> Look, Wayne <laughs> Wayne and I have a tumultuous relationship. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I remember I remember thinking at the time, and I was eighteen, mm. and so you know, time time could have healed things over over the journey. But I remember yeah. thinking at the time that I wouldn't support the Melbourne Hawks. Um I mean I was a Now good there there is a team that would have its functions <laughs> at the Australia Club. I mean I, I, I was a good little boy and I went to, you know, give my two hundred bucks. I went down to the social club and gave my two hundred bucks to a little old lady and um, and then she put a hundred in the pokies, but, <laughs> but, but, yeah. but the point is, but I, I remember, I remember at the time, you know, I, Don Scott said, if every, you know, supporter gives 200 bucks, we can make our four million and went to the rally before the merger match. Um, you love a rally. And I've got some stunning photos from that rally too. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're burning, <laughs> a lot of, burning a lot of flags. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Melbourne flags. <laughs> we're burning the Robbie Flower biography. It was fucking <laughs> hideous time. Um, but yes, I remember thinking at the time um, mm. that if they did merge, that I wouldn't um, support the merge team because they weren't Hawthorne. Okay. Well, I am fully supportive of Hawthorne moving off the mainland and but, into Tasmania. But I think on the flip side of my moments, not right now, I think a mm. relocation as opposed to a merger, I think I'd yep. still follow them. Okay. But that's a fictional world because it's not going to fucking happen. And well, I was talking about potentially there's been talk that uh, – was it Clarko put it on the map that said that um, there should be a team out of Tassie and there should be a team out of Darwin. Did he say that? Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, so the AFL don't want to give Tasmania a time frame of when they can get a team. Yeah. So they – And they've got the great COVID excuse at the moment where they're like, oh, money's tight. Oh, we're yeah, sure, AFL sure. And, they're, and they're, looking at, they're looking at Bell Reef Oval going, there's still fucking side screens on the fucking – on the ground, yeah. mate. Yeah, you can't even take them down. But they, uh, I think that if there was going to be a team in Tasmania, I don't think it'd be a new mm. team. I think it'd be a relocation, and I think ev- right? everyone's pointing the finger at North. But I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But um, I think that would. I don't think there'd be a brand new team in Tassie. Well, you mentioned North there, and everyone's kind of tipping them to be possibly a bottom two team this year. But yeah. I think their um, rebound is going to be a little bit quicker than everyone expects because they've got one, a Paul Ruse. Friend of the show. Calling some shots down there now. So he came in there. So he's going to be doing a bit of kind of, uh, I suppose, uh, mentoring for the coaches. I think what it's called officially is uh, easy fucking money. (laughs) (laughs) So I think what he's going to do is he's going to drive down Arden Street and he's going to kind of slow the car right down and... Two honks, good kick. <laughs> Three honks, change the drill, drop that guy. It's a, it's a very confusing system. They'll work it out with David Noble uh, once they get it going. But but Ruzi's on board, mate. He's going to be there on match days unless it's on a Saturday afternoon and the surf's up. <laughs> and he's not going to Tassie, but he will go if they play if they play home games in Hawaii. He's fucking on board. No, mate. He's twenty four seven, and by that I mean twenty four minutes and seven seconds. <laughs> Yeah, and he's already given that in a press conference. That's so funny. Actually, I talked to a friend the other day who um uh had been I don't know what she was working on like a I don't know 
interview series or something, but she said that yeah. she was like, oh, I, sh- I want to talk to you because I've been talking to all these AFL people. Um, and, you know, I, you know, the people you're kind of cool about. And um, and she said, I've been talking to, I talked to Paul Roos. And I was like, oh, we we had him on a pod years ago. It can be found in the archives. Um, mm. And basically we harassed him for half an hour about how much money he makes. <laughs> and she was like, well, he just come back from Hawaii. So we, um, he must have, uh, he must have a bit of money. Um, but what she didn't know was that he fucking owns a place in Hawaii where he goes with Tammy because Tammy's yes. made a lot of sacrifices. She has. <laughs> but he's gonna have, it's going to have a game day role as well, though. Which, you know what? I reckon if you are a, a first-year coach, and I'm sorry to be serious here, how fucking good would it be to have the sounding board of Paul Ruse sitting on your fucking right-hand shoulder like a little parrot? You yeah. just go... You just you quietly go. I'm thinking of putting Zerhar into the and he nods and you go into the middle. Yes, fucking <laughs> Zerhar into the middle and I go. Yes, great. It'd just be fucking awesome. Yeah, it's actually pretty smart, isn't it? Yeah. And and, and then when you're down by 16 goals in the in the second quarter, you just be going. So tell us about the time that Ross Lyon got chased into a tennis court, <laughs> and then Ruzi just regales you with all these other cool stories he had from his Fitzroy days. <laughs> Tell us about the time that Rodney Ed just walked out onto the ground and just looked at the players and went, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, and walked off. Yeah. <laughs> ah, just amusing stories like that. Kevin is perked up, mate. <laughs> now, I know I just mentioned Clarko, but he, in a sweeping interview that was uh, on the Herald Sun website uh, over the summer, he said that he revealed to uh, a warning he gave to his players over the before they went on their breaks over summer of the pitfalls of the four P's, Michael, mm. the four P's. And yeah. he said they were the piss, keep clean, mate, the punt, mm-hmm. the penis. And prestigiacomo. That is the five P's and the powder. Yeah, gotcha. It's actually not a bad little advice, bit of advice for footballers out there. Well, I suppose so. Uh, do, you reckon, do you reckon he said the penis before? Everything went down over summer at Hawthorne, or do you reckon he just added that in as a little bit of colour once the interview went to air? Because do you reckon, I can't imagine that that would have been, that kind of stuff would have been on Clarko's radar before all that shit went down. Or do you reckon he's that kind of guy who's just like, oh, guys are sending dick pics all the time. Well, We've th- got to be careful of that stuff. I think it was the three Ps, and then halfway through the announcement, he got a Snapchat, and he was like, whoa. <laughs> all right, and then I've got a fourth one for you, boys. What if it's what if it's a combo of, the, of a couple? What if it's all four? That's fucking, that's fucking, you're a hero. That's our leadership group. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was also the story about Clarko, who promised his leadership group in 2014 mm. to... If they won the flag, he'd take them to the Super Bowl. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it was Gibbo, Mitch, Hodgie, Ruff, someone else, I think. Maybe Birch. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Burgoyne. But he said, if you win the flag this year, I'm going to take you guys to the Super Bowl. So cut to 2021. Still hasn't done it. Oh, what a dirty low dog. Well, maybe he wanted to go this year. He, he said, oh, guys, i got tickets to Tampa Bay. We're going to go watch the Bucks and the Chiefs. And he went, oh, COVID, I can't. Oh, but I, no. I got, oh, but I, I, oh, I, I, got, I could show you the tickets. Oh, they're, they're, they're yeah, yeah. on my computer. I mean, yeah. oh, guys, it's so bad. Guys. Of all the years that I bought your flights and I bought your <laughs> tickets. To the, I had everything ready to and, go, and fellas. They're, they're giving it all to first responders. Oh, it's, I, yeah. I really wanted to take you guys, but I just can't. Yeah. Oh, COVID. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough on everyone. I'll tell you who it was particularly tough on. 
So Perth, this uh, this is going back to the start of February. Perth had a little bit of a snap lockdown. They had a couple of COVID cases escape. And I love this story. A 29-year-old man was charged after breaking into Optus Stadium. Love it. On the first day of Perth's uh, five-day lockdown. And not only did he break it, he broke in with his car and just went and did fucking doughies on the oval. That's so fucking awesome, that story. So he broke, he, he like drove through the boom gate. Yeah. And then there were also staff there trying to stop yeah. him. So 11.30 in the morning. It was in broad daylight. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. The idea of like, oh, mate, what are you going to do today? Oh, I'm going to have a bit of a fun. I reckon I'm going to go and do doughies on top of uh, the stadium. And it's the weirdest combination ever. And you know when I'll do it is when there's no vehicles allowed on the roads and I am the only fuckwit around driving through a boom gate into a, into a stadium where there is only like about half a dozen people and all the cops are free. And also, why wouldn't you do it at night? Like, you've got lights. You can drive around. Like, why wouldn't yeah, it's you... it's more fun. Why would you do it during the daytime? Would you do it if you... Okay, so if you, say, broke your car under the MCG, right? Broke in, boom, through a boom gate. You've run over one of the old guys who works here who's gone, oh, stop, you can't drive on there. You're like, fuck off, old man. Boom, knock him over. Do you recreate Buddy's run from the wing <laughs> down to the goal line in the car and you've got a shitter car... Pretending to be Kale Hooker chasing you behind. Yeah, sure. And you've got a Sharon out the the, yeah, out the yeah. window and you're out bouncing it and catching yeah. it in one hand. How good would that be? I'm trying to work out because I've parked in the uh, below the MCG before. I'm trying mm. to work out how do you get actually out onto the ground. So obviously they do it when they, they have the Parade of Champions after the, you know, the grand final. They can literally get cars out there. But I'm trying yeah, to work I would out imagine, what's the route. I imagine they probably come on straight from the concourse like at... Um, on southern stand side, maybe, you know, because that looks like it just is at that level, like Wait, just ground level. What, they're driving through the concourse, like getting some hot chips and pies and stuff as they go along? Yes. <laughs> no, but there would be a gap wide enough that they could just drive. Oh, no, it would go slightly under, wouldn't it? So they'd come they'd come into Brunton Avenue and it would just be a ramp straight up to the ground. Yeah, sure. And then also raise the thought. question, what do you charge someone with when they've gone through a, a boom gate and then driven onto Optus Stadium, like trespass and awesomeness. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, but I'm thinking, right? Isn't is this something you could do? So I said then you could recreate Buddy's goal. Mm-hmm. I would watch that with Kyle Hooker chasing behind. Mm-hmm. What if you recreated great footy moments with cars? With so you've cars, got, you've got. I mentioned it before. Dipper standing under the ball, and you've got a Gary Ablett vehicle just bearing down in the back of him. Sure, I would sure. fucking pay to watch that. And you can paint the cars the colours of the jumper. Yeah. How fucking like, cool would that be? Like a Jezlenko, you beauty, you just have like a Collingwood car and then all of a sudden like a Carlton car just drives over the top of it. Yeah, the Collingwood car's got a ramp on the back and it's just got 25 on the back of the Carlton <laughs> car and it just goes over the top. Jezlenko, you're beauty. <laughs> Fuck, man, I'm watching that. <laughs> or you recreate the John Burke incident at Lakeside Oval. Awesome. When he's, uh, so he trips an umpire, he knocks out a player and then he goes into the crowd. After a fan. Yeah, and it gives him one too. So you're driving the car over the fence, just smashing yes. through the fence, yep, and then yep. running over a fan. Yeah, running over a fan. It's all part of the fun. Oh, mate. I mean, another junk time idea for grand mm. final uh, ideas, AFL. Like, well, you're always We're giving you the good stuff. <laughs> I, no one is leaving their seats when there's a halftime highlight smash-up derby. Mm-hmm. Um, we get the killers. And then they say, <laughs> do you want to do a bit of right side yeah. with Jack Rewald? Yeah. 
and then a yellow and black car drives onto the stage mm. and sings a song. It's perfect. <laughs> Mate. Mate, let's get, let's get the kids stick around after the grand final. Our ideas are too good. They are too good. I'm worried about Lockie Whitfield's season, Michael. It might be over before he's begun. He uh, is touch and go as to whether or not he'll play in round one mm. as he has suffered a bruised liver. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, so um, I, I saw him and he, he finished the third bottle of vodka. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so you reckon I, it's touch of cirrhosis? So I take it to knees of the liver. But it's, yeah. a, I mean, you never want to hear about an organ and stuff like that. I always find fascinating too, like when they have like a, a kidney problem, mm. that they lose like nine kilos in a week. Do you just find that fasc- yeah. fascinating? I mean, yeah. Is that, are you, are you weighing more? Is it because you're weighing blood? Like you're actually losing stuff that you shouldn't lose? Like how much, didn't um, Tom Lonigan lose liters and liters of blood? Oh, really? Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, because he lost his spleen, I believe. No, he lost, he lost the kidney. Uh huh. And then Phil Davis had a very damaged kidney. Not lacerated. Uh, that's a good question. That's a question without notice, by the way. Mm. Um, but he, third one. He he lost like they they lose like a whole bunch of weight in a, a very quick time. Yeah, which might be internal bleeding. I'm not really sure. I'm not really can sure. Can you not? <laughs> can you not just pop the um pop the liver in a hyperbaric chamber? Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. I think the doctors have been working on that development for the, you know, mm. they're very close. They're very close to being able to get the um, the liver into Can the you not, way. if you get uh, like internal DP? They're again working on that as well. Yeah, doctors what are working about around the clock. You cut him open. Okay, so he goes down. Luckily, we feel down. You diagnose instantly, bruised liver. Mm-hmm. Cut him open. Magic spray straight yeah. into the body cavity. He just pops back up. He's fucking like, I'm back. Doctors are trying that as well. Yes. No. There's a lot of stuff we're <laughs> in development right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Doctor Peter Larkins is working around the clock. He's like, I'm trying to work out how to get deep into the human body. And he's like, people, people yelled at Trump for being an idiot, saying he inject yeah. bleach. He's like, no, yeah. you can do it. You can get deep heat in the body, <laughs> into the bloodstream. Yeah. Yeah. You can get in. Actually, and. <laughs> And what I like is in one of the advancements, like they've been mm. doing testing and uh-huh. they they take the liver and they put it on the stretcher and it's a really nice thing, just heartwarming <laughs> for the family. The liver gives a little thumbs up. A little thumbs up, <laughs> <laughs> thumbs up on the way. Oh, and and once, once it clears the uh, liver protocol, they pop it back in and he's back. He's fine to go back out there. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Did you ever, as a junior, what was the go-to bullshit thing that they did to you when you had a slight injury? We obviously I, had the magic spray. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. It was always being, a cold towel around. I don't remember you know, their magic spray. Them. I remember there was a guy, Dougie, at the um, when I was playing at St Mary's. Um, don't want to talk about it. Best first year player, nineteen ninety nine. There was a game where. Can I quick question without notice there? But you should have the answer to. Only first year player at St Mary's in '99. No, no, they were champions. There was, um, <laughs> I think, Fev got recruited that year. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I I remember uh, one game, and it was uh, before the uh, week before the finals, mate. So we're taking this very fucking seriously. Absolutely. And a guy's knee kind of landed on my foot, and so my foot kind of went straight, like you know the the that little round bit of your foot or the what would we call it? The top, the top of the arch. Yeah, the arch. Yeah. So yeah. the arch got fucked up, 
and it swelled yeah, not up. Not the arch though, but the top, the top bit of the foot the where you kick the footy. Yeah, yeah, but my foot swelled up and and where your um, metatarsals are, maybe. I, I suppose so. Yeah, um, and we uh, swelled up, and I think the next day I went to the hospital to get an X-ray. Just in yeah. case, because you obviously got a lot of bones in your feet and stuff like that. You do, you do. And I remember the do trainer... you have a degree? <laughs> <laughs> I remember the, <laughs> the, t- the trainer told me... Uh, he told me to kind of wrap it in, like, salts. Like, I can't oh, remember yeah, what they to were. to draw the blood out. I suppose Epsom so, yeah. salts or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I did do that. Yeah. And I remember going that night to my friend friend of the show, Cl- uh, Charlie Clawson's house, to watch um, a Hawthorne game. Um, and had it kind of up on a chair, and um, and uh, the socks. Were you doing? Were you doing rice to rest, ice compression, elevation? I suppose so, because it was finals were coming up. It's very and uh, absolutely. Mate. And so I, I was, I was fit mm-hmm. for the game, but to my disgrace, after about half time, the foot just wasn't working out. So Is I went. That right, in, you I shouldn't have in, played. I went into the game fit. Oh, I was feeling did right. You? I did all the right things Thursday night. Training the house down, yeah. but then come Saturday, and that's the pressure of finals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the foot didn't come, didn't come up. So yes, I was, I was, I was a, a bit lame for that game. But to my eternal regret. I remember our trainer in, uh, I think it must have been under 18s or 16s. I can't remember when I dislocated my shoulder, and the trainer, this fat bloke, jogs out to me. So I've popped my shoulder. I'm on the ground, and it hasn't gone back in when it usually would. And he runs over to me and I'm like, I've dislocated my shoulder. And he goes, oh, what do we do? I'm like, really hoping you had the answer for that one, mate. (laughs) You're supposed to be the fucking head trainer here. Isn't the idea you try and lift it up? Lift your arm up? Uh, It depends. Sometimes you can. Other Uh, times it got stuck above my head and wouldn't go back in. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was good times. Sorry, my Siri just went up. <laughs> and this is what it said. I, this, sometimes you can, other times I got stuck about my head wouldn't go back in yet. And she said, I'm not sure I understand. Why out of all the conversation we've had. You've had your phone by yourself. 50 minutes. By, by your side the whole time. Yeah. And that's, that's the first thing Siri, Siri picks Siri. up. <laughs> hey, Siri, will Carlton win the flag this year? Silence. Yeah, <laughs> she, <laughs> she knows. She, she knows the answer. To that. <laughs> hey, uh, should we do some footballers in real life, man? I'd love to. Well, before we get to that, there's a devastating consequence of this. Um, you oh, know, yeah, people course, talk about yeah. people talk about the half a million dead in the states and mm-hmm. the devastation to economies around the world. But I think it's really, it's not until now that it's really hit home. Yeah. To you and I, I guess. Mm. And that is that the the great AFL kitchen and bar or bar and kitchen. I can never quite remember. That's the a good exact question. Name. I'll have to check my t-shirt. I bought there. Yeah. So either or the kitchen and or bar, bar and or kitchen at Tullamarine Airport in Melbourne is only open Monday to Friday. Now that sort of you know when you get that info and you're just like fuck that's just deflating. I you think, think you're coming out. You think the vaccine rollout is going to fix us all, but. When you hear that, you just go, we're back to square one. I think so. I think we're kind of getting a real idea about the devastation that COVID's had around the well, world that, right that's now. A, that's a lockdown. That's draconian. That I mean, the mm. fact that I'm surprised that people 
aren't just going out there regardless of being able to fly internationally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, head into take the, the airport. Take the family. What do you want to do? Take yeah. yeah, take the family, park in the car park, yeah. um, pay $375,000 <laughs> for yeah. an hour <laughs> and just head in and enjoy what I'm sure is a three-star Michelin meal at the yeah, AFL Bar and Grill. That'd be awesome. If the AFL Bar and Grill got a Michelin star, that'd be fucking yeah. amazing. Enjoy your uh, Jeff Kennett kebab or whatever the fuck they named. Yeah, for their sure. Shitty for stuff sure. in there. You know, yeah, it's disappointing. Uh, it's the. Uh, I actually, I'm, I mean, I'll be coming down to Melbourne in well, a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. And I'm definitely stopping in for a dish. Oh, why would you? At why the would you? I mean, I mean, I mean, the line will be a, a long time. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the person who worked at Brunetti's who had COVID also went to the AFL. Um, kitchen slash bar and hung out there for four hours but they uh, were in contact with no one during that whole time really is that true like the they went no it's not oh okay gotcha okay well I mean junk time is known for telling the truth so just want to fact check you on on air Um, but yeah I can't wait I can't wait to head down there and uh, and check out the um, check out the meals mate you gotta do an Instagram live when you do that go live man oh yeah that's a good point or I could not be a fuckhead. Uh, football is in real life. So we have from Damo. Uh, football is in real life. Eddie Betts been a good sport at the NBL today. Lots of kids waving to him and him giving the thumbs up in return. Oh, like a little liver. Give Love it a it. thumbs up. Love it. Uh, too bad the kids in front of him decided to whack each other, leaving Mr. Betts to break up the argument. So maybe... A peace, um, mate, he's a peacekeeper as well. Well, maybe maybe it was Eddie's kids themselves. So he's got like four little ones. So maybe they would go... Yeah, you know, that's true. A bit tough. Uh, from Simon. Uh, I am a bit disappointed in my fellow Sydney siders' lack of buddy sightings, even when Chamber was out most weekends actively looking for him. I do have an official sighting. It was a Sunday Arvo after he played two or three games with the Swans and hadn't really done anything yet. Harsh. I was with my girlfriend in brackets at the time, walking Hurts. her dog along Ooh. the delightfully racist name. <laughs> Should I say this name? Well, it exists, so yes. Uh, oh, just It's a beach in Mossman. Uh, you can look it up. It's a, Yeah, it's a beach in Mossman, yeah. 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 Um, there was no mistaking Buddy from 200 metres away. He is enormous. Jacinda and Buddy were playing with their dog and our dogs interacted as we walked past them. This invited a bit of small talk. I was wearing a Geelong hoodie at the time and Buddy made a derogatory comment about it because that would have been... I mean, they would have just ended into the Kennet curse there, so Buddy would have been in a lot of pain from Geelong over the years. Yeah, but see, that's the thing, mate. You're a Sydney player. You don't have an issue. Like, maybe you go, oh, because of the... Oh, you mean that time we beat you in the 2005 semi? Yeah. <laughs> He's got no reason as a Sydney player to hate Geelong, is my point. I asked how he was settling in and he uh, and that I thought he played well on the weekend. He replied with something, but to be honest, I got lost in his eyes and didn't hear a word what he said. <laughs> Right. Our dog had a bit of a go at their dog. Whoa, dog fight. Chuck money in. Love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we sent it running behind to see different protection. Uh, I'll just point out that our dog is a teacup poodle called Ginger and is the Caleb Daniel of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to cast aspersions on the toughness of the Franklin dog. Um, just stating facts. Uh, Buddy said, Ginger is a bit of a bully. And then we parted ways. I like to think Ginger is what inspired him to get up and have a cracker the following week against Frio. 
Well, there you go. From Adrian. Uh, I was just out in the small front garden putting the recycling in the recycling bin uh, when who should walk past but the duck. Quack, quack. That's right, Wayne Carey. He was ambling along the footpath, moving fairly slowly, I have to say. He was muttering to himself as well, so maybe he was not a call on his AirPods. Um, He was wearing a black baseball cap, black T-shirt, black running shorts, black sneakers and white socks. I think think Buddy was going to go and do a job at a bank. The duck. Uh, From Jace. It's a long one. My reading... And I'll be great. After accompanying my father to an inspection of a house he was looking at purchasing in Brisbane's inner city suburb of Kelvin Grove. Yes, he's doing very well for himself and spending way too long talking to the overly enthusiastic real estate agent pretending to be interested. We decided to escape the heat and stop for a coffee and debrief in the nearby leafy suburb of Red Hill. We enter the cafe and wait in line for order. I notice a tall, large-limbed, moustache-clad man struggling to fit himself into the tiny antique cafe chairs that were definitely not chosen with patrons over two metres tall in mind. I fucking hate an antique cafe chair. It's so uncomfortable. They weren't comfortable in the 50s when they were there then. Where people had rickets and fucking polio. Do not bring them into a modern day fucking setting. What do you call an antique mod- uh, antique cafe chair? You know, like those kind of shitty hodgepodge ones they do, the wooden ones that would be like at uh, the, you know, um, there was a cafe that was in between you and I in North Fitzroy that kind of had that sort of uh, seating. It's just, it's not comfortable. Just get real. Make okay. it fucking proper. Make it a very comfortable milk crate. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, so... After watching the seemingly oversized man with long legs uh, sprawling out next to the table, sippy on his caffeinated beverage of choice, it's a long letter. I realise that it is none other than Exodus Essendon, now Brisbane Lion, injury-prone tall forward Joe Danaher, enjoying a nice, quiet brunch with who I presume is his partner. Uh, who I know. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine, she used to work on the front bar, and now she had to go to Brisbane. I was going to say, did she actually move? Yeah, yeah. Yes, she did, yeah. Well, as far as I know, we've only been back uh, for a couple of uh, production meetings and she's not been there and Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that she went to Brisbane. Yeah, gotcha. Wow. Yeah. That's what we forget about, Adam. The the, the Mm. people, the family involved have to move towns. Yeah, the family. Yeah. She's anonymous up in Brisbane. No one knows who she is, just like this person. Being a big Lions fan, I excitedly pointed out to my dad, who was a West Coast Eagles supporter, uh, but has always held Lions as his second team. Uh, especially now they're actually winning, who uh, hadn't noticed the tall forward sitting to his left. While waiting in line to order our coffee, Dad tries to convince me to go over and talk to him and assuring me he'd love it. I don't know if Joe would love it. I feel like Joe kind of got away. Yeah, I completely did. But you know what? I reckon in a city where he's not being hounded every day and he's not being looked That's at, to get point. the one off, you go, yeah, sure, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, but I rebuff his suggestion saying I don't want to bother him. But as soon as we ordered our double shot flat whites, yes, it had been a very early morning, my dad starts walking away from the empty table uh, where we were going to sit at and towards Joe's table. Mm. I reluctantly follow him to the table where Dad offers up a prompt, enthusiastic, welcome to Brisbane, Joe. That'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? It would be. You'd like to be welcomed. It should have been done at the airport, but sure, uh, cafe's fine. Yeah, yeah. Should have had um, Anastasia at the uh, Mm. airport with, you know. Would have been nice. Bunch of flowers. Police escort. And now I feel I have to say something. So the words, great to have you on the team. 
awkwardly blurt out of my mouth before I could even think about what to say. Joe responds with a quick yet earnest, thanks guys, before I walk back to our table. Beautiful. That's, uh, that's the level of conversation that Joe Danaher would want to have. I think you're right, yeah. Because yeah. also about the fact, like, he's, what, he's like six foot six? Like, he stands out already. Even taller, yeah. He's, he's a big unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's already been stared at for being a freak show. Yeah, unit. yeah. People walking by going, oh, look at that guy's moustache. Yeah. Uh, walking back <laughs> to the table, I immediately regret my choice of words and the awkwardness of my delivery. And realise that at the age of 26, I'm definitely too old to be awkwardly thanking footballers at the cafe. And I definitely think I uh, shouldn't have let my dad alpha me uh, <laughs> by going over there first. But I'm That's glad Dad convinced us to do it. And it was probably the first time that Joe had actually been recognised and has come to the sun- Sunshine State. Uh, and it also gave me something to talk about to my three friends who actually follow AFL in Brisbane, even though one of them didn't know who Joe Danaher was. Hmm. Great story, though. Thank you, Jace. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of detail. We love the detail. We do. Oh, yeah. Here's the detail. Uh, from Shane. Uh, Monday, January 22nd, uh, catching the 11.30 a.m. flight from Radelaide to Sydney, I spotted a Giants backpack with a number seven, 73 on it. Uh, I didn't recognise him, but a quick flick through the Giants list. Have you done that before? You've spotted what you think might be a player and gone onto the website and checked out the list of the pictures? Uh, yes, yes, I have. And I reckon it's someone you've seen in the street and you're like, how do I know that person? So you go back, but not like, I don't think I've ever jumped on the phone while they're there to kind of say, do I know? Oh, actually, yes, I did that with um, Ed, Ed and Tom Langdon. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Because yeah. a did friend it. was like, I don't know who they are and I'm pretty sure that's uh, Tom Langdon from Collingwood. I did it a few weeks ago and I was I was on Glenfrey Road near Glenfrey Oval and I know it's not their home now anymore, but there was a dude who showed up in a shop and he... He kind of had all the gear on and was about six oh, yeah. foot three, six foot four yeah, or whatever. Right, and I was right. like, I feel like you're a footballer. Yeah. Um, and I, I couldn't actually work out who it was. I went through um, uh, all, oh, of, mate. all of his social media. Fuck <laughs> A 15-year-old uh, Michael Chamberlain would be very disappointed in you. Did you work out who it was or not? No, I couldn't. I couldn't work it out. Yeah. Oh, man, that's devastating. Yeah, Sorry yeah. to hear that. Um, didn't recognize him, but a quick flew through the Giants list and found that it was Isaac Cumming. Uh, a not very well-known running halfback. Should get more opportunities with Williams heading to the Blues. He's in my fantasy outfield side, so I was pretty keen to ask him about uh, for some inside info. However, he looked to be enjoying his book and breakfast, so I let him be. Bit of breakfast on a... Must be Qantas. You're not getting that on. A fucking tiger! Well, I, I reckon they're still at, the, um, still at the bloody Radelaide Airport when he spotted him. Uh, lo and behold, getting onto the plane. Oh, good point. Yes. I'm sure <laughs> Sorry, I just read <laughs> half a sentence ahead. Uh, getting onto the plane, the miso, and I sitting right next to him, uh, seats seven uh, A, B, and him in C. I saw his book was the Barefoot Investor, one of the only books I've actually read. So I had a chat to him about that, and he says needs a few tips because he's a bit of a spender. Oh mate, why wouldn't you be a young fella out living out west, earning uh, some coin? Also found out his girlfriend lives in Adelaide. He's from Broken Hill originally. He proceeded to read his book and watch Hangover 2 throughout the flight. Says he thinks Hangover 2 is better than Hangover 1. Big call, I reckon. <laughs> I reckon you're right. Yeah, I, I remember seeing Hangover 2, but I don't have many memories of it. Did you ever see Hangover 3? I did anyone. Yeah, I know. I kind of moved on. But Hangover 1 is actually... I'm, I'm not going to use the word masterpiece, but it's... Yeah, don't. Definitely up there. Maybe I need to watch it again. I uh, got chatting again when we landed. There was some confusion when I asked confusion when I asked where he lived. 
uh, as he thought we were landing in Adelaide, where we just come from. Okay, I I think he needs more than the barefoot investor. Yeah, I think uh, you know that can, that can happen. Uh, <laughs> after <laughs> after explaining we're in Sydney, he got a little embarrassed, and I can see him blushing under his face mask. It's quite a nice little use of uh, language there, kind of blushing under the face face yeah, mask. Yeah, it is beautiful. He was actually genuinely friendly and happy happy to chat. Would Def share another flight with him and keeping him in my fantasy side uh, based on that flight? Well, that's lovely. Thank you for that. Fuck, man. That was a lot of reading. (laughs) That was was five minutes of reading right there. Yeah, that's a lot of you. Okay. We are going to hit the road. We are JunktimeAfferPod at Gmail on Twitter, Facebook and the Gram. Don't forget our live shows and our comedy festival shows. We're going to hit the road. So the live show... No, mate. The live show, March 28th, 4pm at the European Beer Cafe. Our comedy festival shows, Michael starts March 24th. I start March 25th till April the 11th. I'm doing 11 shows. Michael's doing 12. Limited seating. Get on Try Booking to book your tickets. And if you want discounts to see our solo shows, type in the code LOWDOG. (laughs) We're going to hit the road. Go Hawks! And go Blues! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 